Hello, everyone. This is Matt Yankovic. Welcome you to another Hoss Talks Foss podcast. I'm Percona's Hoss, the head of open source strategy, Matt Yankovic, welcoming you to another deep dive into the open source space. We really appreciate you hanging out, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. We're here with Gabby from Google. We're here to talk about all the cool things that she's been doing and, you know, maybe just catch up a little because, you know, it's been an age and a half since we've seen each other at a conference because we can't travel anywhere. We're all just stuck at home. So, Gabby, how has home been treating you? And maybe tell us a little bit about, you know, what you've been working on. So, I think last time I saw it was Perfona Live 2019. Um, 2019? Has it been that long? I no, feel like. Yeah, 2019 in Austin was the first one they made outside of, um, of, uh, of California, right? No. Yes, that was the first one outside of California. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I met a lot of fun people there. I did a talk. Then I had that many people there on, <laughs> on my talk. There were other more interesting talks. But like, um, so I don't know if people don't, for, for people who don't know me, I'm a developer advocate at Google. So what it means is I am not sales. I'm not marketing. What I like to describe, I am a software engineer that teaches other software engineers how to use our products, but not unlike you have to use it. Like, for instance, I talk about my SQL, which doesn't belong to Google. Hey, yes. It's yeah. kind of like Percona in that regard. Like, we don't own MySQL, yet we talk a lot about it, right? So, And you, you contribute to the source code sometimes, too, with bug reports I have seen. Oh, yes. We do a lot of contributions. We also have our own versions, but yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I do open some bugs, and it's, I think there's one still open now. That, but whatever. It has there's one open with us. There's a bug open at Percona or with MySQL. MySQL. I open like it's a oh. 14. Okay, well, and well, a let's... fact actually version five seven too. Five seven. Oh well, that's that's five seven and eight. Yesterday's news. No, oh, no, both. Well, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, both, both. So. <laughs> So, Gabby, you do a lot of connecting, you know, folks to the right technology, helping them, you know, guide their thing. I know you have office hours. Yeah, uh, I do. So people can show up and just ask you questions. They can schedule something, right? Yeah, it's free. So you don't need to worry. <laughs> I oh, well. credit card information. <laughs> oh, so you don't charge them anything, just their time? No, it's actually Google paying for it. <laughs> oh, it's Google-sponsored free advice from... Yeah, them. for them. Oh. It's, it doesn't need to be about Google product at all. Like, some people come with me and like, oh, I'm using RDS, but this, this, and that. It's like, fine. You know, and for me, it's also cool because, like, I, I don't have as much time as I want to do research on other... I don't want to say competing products, but other platforms, you know, because I, like... As I said, like, I do talk about MySQL, and I'm very friends with uh, Frederick Descamps, which is the friend, and Dave Stokes. I love those guys too. <laughs> a lot, and we get along with everyone, although there are some other things going on, but not the, the subject here. Um, but particularly between us, the, the Denver community, we're very, very friendly. So I, I, I actually love hearing about other people's problems on other platforms, so I can... Not like spy, but mostly say, how can I avoid to that happen to your platform? You know, so you're saying you're not a spy. You're I'm just... not. I'm oh, not. Okay. Okay. Because you cl- I wanted to clarify because you said I'm not a spy. No, I know. Uh, yeah. Lawyer cats. I'm not a spy. <laughs> we call them the lawyer cats. Now, actually, um, there are some agreements that we can use. So, like, if you notice a blog post from Google launching a product and there is a product from somewhere else. Have you noticed that the access never has numbers? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
That's all. All right. Okay. Interesting. So, 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 Gabby, you know, we, you know, you've been in the MySQL space for a while. You've been helping people. Maybe tell us, like, you know, are there some really interesting, you know, things that you've been seeing lately? Some, some, some trends and what people are using, how they're using it. You know, I know you've been working a lot with Spanner, for instance. You know, maybe, you know, what, what, what sort of things are you seeing now as, as the hot topics? So, um, so just a peppy. That was because the, the other DevRel person from called would say, when I would say this way, he would always correct me. It's called Spanner. So Spanner, it is, there is a Spanner. The Spanner Spanner is the internal version of Google. Cloud Spanner is the external version that customers can use. <laughs> so thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah, so it's I can, not I, the same thing. <laughs> it uh, is the same thing, but it's not the same thing, you know? Uh, okay, so Cloud Spanner. Cloud Spanner. Uh, but like, uh, I've been helping them because it's uh, not specifically because I, I usually prefer open source technology like MySQL, Postgres, but there's a, um, I have a lot of enterprise customers. And one thing, depending, it doesn't depend on the size of the customers. And I think if you're going to have the same problem, people ask me, how do I manage my schema migrations? I'm not talking moving from RDS to Cloud SQL or from Azure to AWS. I'm talking like, how do I apply? I don't know, when I add a new column, how do I do that on my pipeline? Because like, what a lot of people have is like, they have a monolith. Even though they say they don't, but even though it's a microservice architecture, you still have, you have to have a main application somewhere. And usually that main application is what it has, the database migrations. And that can be in Java using Hibernate, could be in Django use, I don't know the name of our image, I don't know if SQL, Alchemy or whatever. Uh, there is, uh, on PHP, you can use uh, Doctrine or Laravel. So there, Rails, you use uh, Active Record. So like, Every language, main framework has its own migration tool. Yeah. And that's fine if you're only working with that one. But maybe you're having microservices that technically shouldn't, but they are connected to the same database. And that happens a lot. So I'm not there to tell them how they should run their business because if they're giving them money, <laughs> I have no position to give them advice. <laughs> they are no better than me. <laughs> but like, um, so if they're doing that, which most people are doing it, I'm like, so you're going to deploy your microservice code and it needs to change a database. So you're going to have to deploy two different places because the migration is on the main application and the, the thing is on the other. And if you don't do that, how, like, for instance, Doctrine checks before if the database schema is the same and Rails does the same. So... Yeah, you need to keep that on the main application, else it's gonna no clock when you turn out. And anyway, just to, to say, uh, like, what That's I have been problem. telling, yeah, it is. So what I've been telling clients is like, if you do microservice for any scale, you should treat your either migration as a microservice at its own or whatever CI/CD pipeline to deploy, not tied to your main application or your microservice code. And one of the ways that I, there's uh, main, the one, the main tool that I like coding is one of, is Liquid-based, which is, there's an open source yeah. and uh, paid version. And Flyway, which I don't know how work much is, but also they're all, as far as I know, both Java tools. But 
it doesn't matter because like if you're using GitHub Actions, you can connect to another container and I have a container running liquid base, which is like you don't have to install Java or whatever, whatever to run. It's a jar. And then have specifically a repo, let's say, for your migrations. And then you do your migrations. So like it's kind of like I don't I know for case to case changes, you know, according to the the company, but it's just an, an example, you know, like a simple example on how how to do that. And you notice as I get have actions, it, even though we Google has called build, which it is also the site to one, I don't try to push that. No, that's why I like being an advocate. I don't have to push. Right, you can you can let them choose, and you can kind of guide them to different, you know, the best solution for them, right? So the best solution for the job. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because this is a problem that has plagued developers. Yeah, DAs, I, I hope I, I, I you have that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the new new version of MySQL 802.3 actually has invisible columns, which is very interesting because it can help this a little bit because you could actually add the columns, make them invisible. So applications that decide to do a select star or frameworks that decide to do a select star will often break. Um, with with some of those new new columns, unless things are are fixed in the application. I so. didn't look at new version. Yeah, I didn't have time. It's kind of you haven't looked at the new version. Oh, fall behind, huh? I am. I told you, I, I have too many things to do. <laughs> too many things to do. Oh, oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, by by the way, many people might be wondering why we're wearing propeller hats today. Um, and so the reason for the propeller hats is. Um, because I love attention and, 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 and I, I always strive to get more attention at conferences. Years and years ago, I, I wore this hat. Um, this is actually a prize for an internal for Kona thing at a conference. And I wore this hat at the conference so people would find me, right? And so I'd be like, you know, hey, just find okay. the guy with the propeller hat. And then when I stopped wearing it, everybody complained. And so then it became a thing where everybody wanted me to wear the hat at conferences. And they'd be like... I don't recognize you without your hat. Where's your hat? And then I wore it, and then everyone would take the selfies with me. And so now it's just kind of like got a life of its own. And so now, you know, Gabby knows me for the hat because we, you know. Yeah, and I decided hat. to like get my Nugler because they give yes. me presentation. And uh, it's funny because even with onboarding remote, people still get in their propeller hats. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, because everybody wants the hat. It's kind of cool. That's kind of the kind culture, of you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got Noogle. I got Nerd. So, I don't know. Like, but. So, my go-to visibility tool on conferences, if you notice, um, I always use ties. Oh, okay. If you look at talks that I have on YouTube, all of my, most of my conferences talks, I'm, I'm using a tie. Hmm. I'm British on a tie. Is it I one of those ties, though, that, that you could put, like, the beer in? They have beer ties. I don't know if you've seen No, it's a real tie, a male tie. I know how to do ties. Well, I'm just saying, though, but you can get a tie that will hold your beer while you talk. No, I don't drink beer, though. And oh, well, okay, and who holds your soda like or your water bottle or your <laughs> any anything? They're, they're, they're bottle holder ties. I'm telling you. Like, it's okay, worthwhile right? to explore. Well, we live in the U.S., so you, you could put a flask on, you know. Put, put a flask. You, there's all kinds yeah. of things. I'm just saying, it's a universe. It's not only a tie, it's also a beverage holder, which is kind <laughs> I haven't cool. seen yet. Oh, gosh. No, but it became like, because, like, unfortunately, I, brains work weird ways. And um, I would see the makeup and stuff like that. But 
and it was a fitted shirt, not different like this one. It's like lumberjack shirt. But like, um, I use a tie because it would actually make me. People will think I would know more. It's the bias, unconscious bias. Oh, like she's dressing more masculine, so she probably knows more, and that works. Really? Like, that, wow, yeah. that's crazy. That I that would be it, something some you'd experiments. have to do. Some wow. conferences where I didn't wear the tie, I got a lot of well actually, you know, and and even people interrupting me with mid talk. Yes. Oh when wow. I was on stage, people wouldn't interrupt me. That's horrible. Like I mean, that's the time. And when I wear the top, the, the the tie, people always would come in. Oh, that's a nice tie. And sometimes I would match the color scheme with my presentation, you know, just to make a bit of fun. But people never will actually me when I was with the tie. They would ask questions and stuff, but it was more respectful. So it may be causation or correlation thing, but like it's too much of a coincidence, you know, to ignore. Wow. <laughs> no, that that's 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 horrible that you'd have to wear a tie to get like some sort of respect. I mean, that's just it, but it's, it's the, it's, the it's, unconscious bias, you know. I, I know. <sighs> Well, just realize that I will question you whether you have a tie on or not, just because <laughs> that's the way that I am. I, I am an I am an equal opportunity complainer. So just just snap one. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. I remember when I went to beach the UK once. Uh, I, I lived in the UK and never thought there would be never or anything. And Morgan Tucker was still working at Oracle, and he was. Oh yeah. Developer visualizer, and at that time five seven was still the main version, and it pissed me off that the Oracle documentation at the time for the sending columns it didn't exist on five seven. So like I I had a problem with for me it was a big database at the time has like twelve million rows, and we needed to order by date in the sending, and even though the syntax allowed to be descending. It took me days to realize it wasn't doing the same. It wasn't working, right? No. And then I read the documentation and I was like, oh. And I and, and a lot of my talks were saying this. Uh, sorry, my dog is barking around. Um, That's okay. It would say, although the desk is acceptable syntax, it's not implemented yet. I was like, seriously? Seriously? And then I just asked Morgan, I was like, Dude, when are you going to implement this? I need this. And did, and, and, he got, and did, did he get it for you specifically? I don't think so. I think it was already coming and he couldn't <laughs> say anything. But like, uh, well, like I put it on my talks. I finally have, finally have this index. And people don't get it how big of that thing was for me. <laughs> well, it's those little things though, right? Like it's the little things that matter. And when they don't work right, they're just annoying, right? They just like, ugh. I'm so annoyed. I'm like, why is it like if it doesn't work, why don't I get a winning? <laughs> well, so so Morgan's at TyDB now again. He, he came I, back. I, and I'm he's not doing sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. I I actually just did a recording with him a week ago, um, and so that'll be coming out uh, shortly as well. So I, but I didn't know him to give him grief on that, and so next time I talk to him, I'll make sure that I'll bring up. I, he said he doesn't remember that I did that because he probably was harassed for a lot of people. Oh, <laughs> I oh okay. Uh, I talked to him after when I joined Google. I was like, I'm so sorry that I harassed you in a conference. He's like, I don't recall. <laughs> it was like, fine. Yeah. Wow. So f- 
Peter used to harass me during my sessions. Just so oh, you know, really? like, oh yes, like, 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 yeah. He he was he was very bad. Like he was. I, I would be up there and I'd be like, so if you look at this benchmark here, and he's like, your benchmark's wrong. And it's like, no, uh, but I didn't do like that. I like was in it when he finished his talk. I was like, so why did this happen? So you waited till the question and answer. So that was better. No, like, after, no, after he finished everything, I'm not like, uh, hey, I don't like the. Well, as I said, a lot of people love doing well, actually. And I don't like when those people do that to me. So I don't do that to people. So when okay. I have an honest question, that I disagree with the person. I actually take them aside. It's like, what question? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Still... <laughs> yeah. No, no. So, so you know, you, you coming into the DevRel role, um, you, you spoke a lot before joining Google. But, you know, how did you get into the DevRel role specifically? Uh, well, I would like to say it was organic. It wasn't. So it was like, uh, I was living in Brazil at the time. My English okay. was way worse. And uh, you'll see that I have a lot of grammar errors, pronunciation errors, because I learned English on my own. So well, well, hold on. I, I was born in the U.S. and have spoken English for all my life. And I have more grammar errors than probably anyone else I know. So don't feel bad. Like, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, 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 I'm horrible at spelling and grammar. That's not my thing. But anyways, continue on. So, so I learned English on my own, and I want to, uh, as being the token woman in most companies, and like I was like, I noticed how the Brazilian society is, and I was like, I don't want to work here anymore. I want to get out. So then I started thinking how people can like actually hire me, like actually want to hire me, and I thought they don't know me. Why they would hire me? They don't know me. So. I started applying to conferences to speak at that about software engineering database, which I was doing. I wasn't a data engineer at the time, but I mostly worked with databases. So I was like, what do I use? PHP. What people are most using? MySQL. I used to. I even have a blog come out. Like, I, I, I used to hate MySQL. So, like, uh, I was like, okay, that, okay. Like it's for the greater good, they can talk about it. You know? But my objective was like how to help developers do better with the database because uh, people have a lot of assumptions and most of the time they're wrong because they think SQL is easy, the ORM is going to do all the job that they need and they don't need a DBA or a engineer to help them at all. And that's how I come from the developer side. And when I applied to Procon, I didn't get the job, by the way, because I didn't know operations much. I remember we talked. We talked. I I I was very nice to you. But no, I'm not complaining about it. But that's usually what was biting me uh, back was the fact that I didn't have much operations experience, but much more developer experience. Yeah, and we're we're my fault. Yeah. No, 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 it was your fault. Yeah, your corpus is a bit different from what I was doing. So, like, it makes sense. Yeah, I I just wanted to make fun of you. So anyway, that's so mean. I. Uh, it was a thought process so I decided people need to know me I, I need to apply to conference so I started blog posting more and applying to conference and, and so someone decided hey that's an interesting topic but there is a problem though I live in Brazil the conversion to dollar Brazil to dollar it's not good so like whatever you think a lot of money is in, like a low paying job is in the US I was making even less than I <laughs> 
Even though for Brazilian sense a good salary, but it's still I had to buy the plane ticket, the hotel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could only the conferences that that could pay for my travel. I don't need pay me as a speaker, but pay for my travel. Mm. Yeah, I mean that could get expensive with all the, you know a lot of travel. Well, all, uh, before I joined Google, every talk I gave was when they cover the the, the travel. Uh, I couldn't okay. do it at all. I couldn't attend a conference at all. Honestly, because conferences are not cheap, you know, and that was my way to network. And that's how I started. So it was a conscious decision. So my first step was to get, you know, but I wasn't thinking about DevOps specifically. I just wanted to be hired as a software engineer so I could, you know, get out of my country and have a better life <laughs> because, you know, I help my family and stuff like that. So it actually worked. I got my first job uh, a year after that, that I started up with. And uh, and honestly, it wasn't a. It was a good company, but uh, let's say they took advantage of the fact it was an expat and like offered me less money than I could have been making. But also, I was in a bad situation personally in Brazil. I wanted to get out, so I was like, ah, whatever. I'll figure that. Out. That's probably for future me. <laughs> so let's take this opportunity. Right. And. And after that, like I started doing more talks because there's much more you do, people more know you, and like. And then I started diving into my CQ8, and when I was like, now I have blog posts for like a zero zero eight zero one, like when it was alpha preview or whatever, and that was two thousand fifteen, I think sixteen when they started talking about it. Right. And, and I was already following it because I wanted to be inside and be a reference about it. Uh, that's why I said, oh, they already have a new version. So I, as I said, oh, you're, you're getting behind. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but th- that's how I enjoyed that vow in the end. Uh, then I moved to the US for personal reasons and couldn't work because of visa reasons. And I though I could still do speaking engagement, uh, but I couldn't have any compensation for it because, you know, visa rules. Uh, but they did one in Washington, D.C., uh, BHP World. And my mm-hmm. husband drove me there. He paid for the hotel. <laughs> and I the only thing I didn't pay for was the ticket. And, and like as a speaker, I don't think that counts as a paid engagement. You know, like I'm gonna no, speak no. there. Why I'm gonna pay for my own ticket? You know. I mean there are conferences that do that, but the reason is completely different. The ticket is usually way cheaper when that happens. So let me ask you this, right? So you know, there there's probably many other people who are in a similar boat to what you were early on, right? Um, you know, maybe they feel like, you know, they're 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 in that male dominated world. They're in a country that they don't, you know, necessarily think that they can, you know, thrive in. Do you have advice? Like, you know, going through what you've done, like what would you do the same or different um that might help? So like I guess sometimes a bit of criticism because like um I write articles and Videos all in English. I don't do it in Portuguese. And although people say they are learned by themselves, you never learn by themselves. You learn because community help you. Someone wrote the doc. Someone made the job of translation. And like the PHP docs in Portuguese are amazing. Like uh, actually, one of the fewest languages that I when I was didn't know English yet was the only language that I could actually learn because they had the Portuguese translation so 
just to pedal this back, I get a lot of criticism because I don't give much to my own language, you know, to the Brazilian community itself. But I'm going to be honest, mostly because I forgot Portuguese. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. The sure. terms, like some terms, there is no translation, you know, like, and, and, and sometimes new concepts. And like, I don't, I don't want to sound pedantic, you know, mixing Portuguese with English uh, and a lot of natives, Brazilian natives don't like that. So they're very protective of the language. So first of all, learning a second language, like English is going to be the easiest because even if you move to Germany, whatever, like if you're Googling something technical, the chances are that you're going to find something if it is your Google in English. That's where most of the second folk <laughs> responses right. are. Yeah. Yeah. Documentation English, usually too. So, but being able to show, like, people said, oh, I hate those people that said your GitHub should be your resume. Don't fall for that. A lot of people work for private companies where, especially enterprise, you don't publish your code. Like, you talk about projects, but you have NDA signed, you know? So, you need to show that you're good. Yes, GitHub helps, but like, that favors mostly males because I, uh, I, I, I was joking. Women, we have like triple journey. We have our own job, our house job, you know, stuff for the house. And also you need to look pretty too. So we have three jobs. Males usually just have one job, which it is do their job. They don't shave. They don't do dishes. I'm, I'm not saying all males, but so expect them someone that has three jobs to also do open source. It's unfair. In my opinion, so so like it's a, a, unfortunately you're gonna have to get on the board to study on the weekend because you know you don't have this same privilege as other people. Uh, like I did all my talks on my spare time, I would do traveling on my vacation time, even though it was for conference. So unfortunately, if you are an underrepresented group, not just women, like you will have to work double because we don't have the same starting point as other people. And that's something, unfortunately, depends a lot on the personal situation. So that doesn't have a rule. You're going to have to figure out what is your best cadence to reach a goal. So I would say, put up a long goal and then say, how do I get there? And start listening. Like my, my goal was I want to get out of this country because of, they don't value my work. And so how did I get there? Oh, people need to hire me. for What do they need to hire me? So like all the thought process to go, even... It's a problem solving. So how do you get there? I, you, I'm not saying speaking at conferences is going to make you. Maybe just going on, if you have time, go to the GitHub documentation. And people say, oh, just contribute to open source. Yeah, a lot of open source projects are very, very, very close. Like it's a club. It's hard to get in. So you, you can do stack overflow questions. Uh, you can do like documentation. People spot, like saying, oh, that's not good. Yeah, like if you start with the documentation and get to understand a lot of the project and in the future you get to do actually meaning coding contributions so i think docs people dismiss it but like i think it's good to learn a bit about the project and then you get a reputation of the maintainers and then you can actually do something because as i said it is a club it is not as open as people think it is you know well so what can we do as an open source community to be more inclusive like what what do you think it would be good first steps for you know, maintainers of projects or for 
um, you know, the open source, you know, teams that, that do have more responsibility? You know, how do we open those clubs up? So it's a bit of a double sword because I know a lot of open source maintainers and a lot and a lot of people that would like to come to 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 um, contribute. But the, like, let, let's talk about a, a good analogy. We work in tech. How many recruiters emails do you get per week? Oh, emails, just emails, just regular. LinkedIn requests, just a message. Hey, let's connect. I work or like. I work for this amazing startup. I have this project that has blockchain. Every time someone says blockchain, it's sent this pan. <laughs> but like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. But like, uh, as a software engineer, I'm sorry, my mom's calling me. Let me. Sorry. You um, can put her on if you want. No. <laughs> no. So, as a, as an open source, as a software engineer, we get, we complain about recruiters, right? But it's one of those things a good problem to have. So, I think that's the same thing that happens with open source maintainers. They get a lot of pull requests. And honestly, sometimes they're not good pull requests. I understand that. But sometimes someone just being honest and trying to reach you. So, that's a set of thought. double sword question because, like, you're, you're on one side, you have someone that's some, sometimes about inexperienced with project, it's all not known. And you have this type of person that knows a lot about the project and gets like hundreds of PRs per week. Mm. So they're jaded, and you're trying to, it's a tough wall to overcome, you know? So I, I see both sides, and I understand both sides, but like both of us, both sides need to have our say empathy. And that's what I like about that, how it's like we are, we think about empathy at first. So mm. even though you may be revealing, it, it's hard and it's time, and it is energy consuming. And like, Putting yourself in someone else's shoes, even though their code may be wrong. And honestly, nitpicking because I just ask them, like, if it's just a lint problem, run yourself the lint and fix the PR, you know? Like, d don't diminish someone else's work just because, oh, you use two spaces instead of four, but like, seriously, like, that's your main issue with the whole thing. Like, don't you have a lint on your project? Because if you don't have setup on your open source project, a lint, that, that's, why you're doing this in the first place, you know? So well, like, and this is where, yeah, I think that, you know, you know, one of the things I've been thinking a lot about around trying to get more people, you know, um, more diversity in the open source space um, is really about mentorship. I mean, there's so many people who know how, you know, things work, um, but you're right. Like a lot of them are busy. I think that there needs to be a real concerted effort to dedicate time to helping people. And that doesn't necessarily just mean on code. It could be, you know, you mentioned speaking and getting, you know, speaking spots, talk, you know, like helping people polish their presentation skills. Or Yeah, that's a good question. There is some, uh, I know the PHP community has a website. I don't remember now. It's like, um, help me CFP, uh, uh, help me abstract. I think it is the name of the, 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 the website. So it's a media talk, and there's people volunteering to help you create an abstract for your thing. And also, actually, you can, if if you know the conference organizers, it's hard to know, but like, usually when you're doing, uh, uh, um, most good conference, in my opinion, has like this, the thing for the abstract and an extra box, we say, oh, this is for the uh, people analyzing the CFP, say, hey, 
like me, uh, English is not my personal language. Uh, so if, if there is any grammars, um, I can fix it later, but that's what I meant, you know, and that's the goal of the talk. So like sometimes it's not as clear and you know, I was talking doesn't mean it is a bad talk. So maybe adding the extra food so people can explain a bit about more of the talk that you want to give because it, it abstract is to be like, let's say clickbait, you know? So why do you show as an abstract? It shouldn't be the only thing I'm, I, I think conferences organizers should be looking at, but also the intention. And that's why the extra box, it's good, you know? And I also say, hey, I know you have a, a lot of talks to look for, but this is my intention of this talk and give a bit of background. Don't write an essay there. Just say like, this is my goal. And if it is not grammar perfectly, or if there's some wrong term, it's out of like lack of knowledge for the language or, you know, that kind of thing. So people can actually put themselves in your shoes because else they're going to just think like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about, you know? And the problem is that we are so dismissive. If someone gets uh, some part of the lingo wrong, you know. Yeah, we have to be mindful that we have that we have to assume really good intentions. We have to uh, treat everyone with with the same respect we would want to be treated with, right? And and it, it, that's very important. Um, and well, one one analogy, just to finish, uh, not about that. Procona had the Procona tools is a one for um, migrations, actually, like when. It, let me look. Oh, my friend sent me. Uh, PT schema, or uh, PT yeah, online PT schema change? Yeah, so I never used it, I'm going to be honest. But, like, I was talking to a friend that started using GCP at their job. And they're like, oh, how do I do uh, on Cloud SQL, which is a product that I do, how do I, like, change something without having downtime? Like, a big change that's going to take hours, me lock tables, what, rows, uh, whatever, whatever. So can, how can I run this on a replica and then like promote that to replica and then you know I was like I was like like on Cloud specifically I don't think that even on RDS you can do that because once it is a replica it is a replica it's read only you cannot change it <laughs> you know like that's the purpose of a replica it it's it is not to be changeable so you're gonna have to compromise I told them like if uh, and then I started giving some examples like you could. I don't know, create a new, you mentioned the new invisible columns. That's a good example of how, how to do that kind of thing. But like, I didn't know about that. <laughs> I was talking to that. Well, it's new. I, it's brand new. It's so, brand yeah. new. But the, the, this advice, I also thought about relation database agnostica. Both of on my, my score would be the same part. And so like, oh, you, if you're planning a column and it, 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 it usually is an online operation, so you won't have any problem with blocking rows. Of course, there's some specificities, like if it has a default value, so things change, but rule it out. It's, if you're just opening a column, like, fine. But if you're like, you want to change the type of a column, that's a bit more tricky, you know, because like, let's say you're fine and going to begins. And then like, uh, on post list, for instance, if you have a foreign key uh, that's integral, but linking to a begin, actually accept it. My SQL complaint. So, like, it depends a lot on the database. So, well, let's say you want to increase for into begin. Um, it's going to be a locking row operation because it's going to have to change, copy the whole table, you know? So, I was like, well, if it's not the primary key, let's say it's another column. Mm -hmm. uh, you can create a new column, create a trigger, and I don't like triggers, I'll do triggers. And, and I, I went through a whole algorithm of how to do that. 
And they're like, oh, that's PT. And they tell about the tool that. And then I look at them like, oh, that's the whole algorithm. And I was like, damn, I'm good. <laughs> I was like, oh. What was that so you, inv- you, in- you you reinvented PT online schema change. I mean, I didn't implement it, but th- that was the whole algorithm that I talked about. I mean, one tweak thing I have, I didn't test it, but like it was. But my point is like, when I talk about lingo, that's what I'm going to want to get. I didn't know the right thing to look for. There is already a tool that does that, but they didn't know, you know? So it doesn't mean I'm a bad engineer for not knowing it, but I knew the algorithm and my algorithm was basically the same. So I am a bad, am I a bad engineer for not knowing that? You know what I'm saying? No, no. Let's be honest. There, There are hundreds of thousands, millions of tools and projects. There's no way you can know them all. I mean, just... Just MySQL alone. If you go to GitHub on MySQL, there's over 140,000 projects. Mm-hmm. And do you know how many HA projects there are? Over a thousand high availability projects. So, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So, so figuring out like what's out there, could somebody have done something that you have an idea on? Sure. I mean, I guess they could. But um, how look for that? <laughs> oh, you can. Like, honestly, like, you know, like, I, I mean, you can go out and type in MySQL. Um, and you take it MySQL HA, but even that, like, if you get a, if you get 2000 results, you're not going to go through all 2000. You're going to be like, uh, all right. Yeah. Maybe you'll look at the top rated ones. And if it doesn't do what you want, then you're just going to say like, oh, I need to write it. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting dilemma there because there is quite a bit, um, of stuff out there, but I mean, you know, in terms of like understanding, like, you know, the tool sets, the change, how, how it's referenced. It's it's one of the benefits and drawbacks in the open source space is you can create anything rapidly. You can start to prototype. You can start to fork. You can start to modify. But then you have kind of this hydra and, and all these tentacles that you might not be able to know what's actually out there and, and what state it's in. So it's a challenge. Yeah, and then I mentioned to my friend that works at, at uh, GitLab. He's like, oh, I think that uh, I think it, um, Ghost, the one for GitHub. Oh, yeah, 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 ghost. Yeah. And, he's, and he's like, oh, it does the same thing. I was like, didn't know. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Like, but then, as I said, like, I have my job to do. I have work to do at home. I have two puppies. I was like, I cannot possibly be aware of open source projects out there, you know? <laughs> it isn't, it's challenging. It really is. I mean, like, like I said, there's so much. It's crazy, um, you know. But uh, Gabby, I know that you, I know you told me that you had a meeting at, you know, in a few minutes. So yeah, I do yeah. not want to make you late for talking to your boss. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that's very important. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes, yes. I don't want to make you late for that. That that is that is that would be horrible. But I do appreciate you coming on and chatting with me for a little while. Um, thank you very much. I I appreciate you, you know, being open and candid with us, and also um, for talking at Percona Lives in the past and. Uh, um, appreciate that. Yeah, I love working. I, I love uh, every time someone asks me, uh, something, oh, just talk to the Percona people. They're good about it. <laughs> you know? Well, we appreciate it. Like, no, I always, I'm referring people to you. Seriously, I don't know if they say, oh, Gabby sent me here, but like, I'm always referring them to you. I was like, we should talk to them. <laughs> we have our Gabby scorecard. It's like, you know, we, 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 we keep that. <laughs> I should put like a uh, coupon code, you know, like coupon code. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll give you a Gabby coupon. <laughs>
Okay, thank you. Awesome. All right, thanks very much. Yep. This has been the Hoss Talks Foss. I'm the Hoss, Matt Yankovic. I want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you'll subscribe to this podcast and listen to future episodes. We appreciate everything that you do to make open source awesome. Thank you.